0: Welcome to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast, and I am your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer and performer, graduate of Second City. I'm an SNL uh, expert and historian, and each week we're going to look at everything Saturday night live. The best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons, full casts, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have a guest, sometimes I won't, but with every episode, I will always prove that that tired old cliche saying, that show hasn't been funny in years, is absolutely wrong, and I do have a guest, a great guest, on episode four. Of uh, That show hasn't been funny in years. Uh, he had a number one comedy albums on iTunes with a album called uh, That Is Cool, right? He's uh, been in Comedy Central half hour comedy specials. He was on Conan. He appeared on Late Night with Seth Meyers. He was on Girls on HBO, AP Bio, the very funny show, uh, MTV's Ridiculousness. He was on At Midnight. Um, he's appeared as uh, one of uh, the top 10 comics to watch on Comedy Central. Uh, he's the voice of Fred on Disney's Big Hero 6 television series. He's played festivals and done stand up around the world. He hosts a terrific podcast called Entry Level. And one of the main reasons he's here, in addition to all the great stuff he's already done, is that he was a cast member on season 39 of SNL, that would be 2013 to 2014, and did a magnificent job on a very solid season of SNL. Yes, uh, ex-cast member Brooks Whelan, the one and only, the very funny Brooks Whelan, is with us, and we're going to talk all about those great things right here on That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, on SNL podcast, the great Brooks Whelan how are you man i'm great man i'm chilling in uh
1: chilling los angeles uh gonna come to chicago in like 36 hours so yeah uh,
0: it's let me just warn you brooks it's fucking two degrees right now
1: yeah i was there i was just there (laughs) over new year's and it was like 60 yeah Um, yeah 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 (laughs) and uh i i was like holy shit yeah. And, yeah. Now I'm I'm coming back to real Chicago.
0: No, it's 2. It's a, and and if you hear by the way, if you hear uh hissing and clanging, I live in an old apartment that has radiator heat. And you know this, you're from Iowa, you know uh when you hear the clanging and the hissing when it's 2 degrees outside. So you might hear some extra noise. That's yeah. yeah my, the, that's my radio. The
1: the fun pipes in your house that get yeah. 2000 degrees. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. I had one of those
1: I had one of those in the middle. The, there was a pole in the middle of my kitchen uh which was a also the entryway in my New York apartment that if you touched it, you would burn yourself. And it was the, the kitchen was like four feet wide. So like two, you'd walk in and have to immediately be like, don't touch the pole. Don't touch the pole. Don't touch the pole.
0: Yeah. Now was this when you were on SNL? Was that the apartment you had when you were on SNL?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was also shocking. People are like, Oh, you're on SNL. It must be doing well. And I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm not, the show doesn't exactly make you rich. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what you know. When you live in Manhattan, man, that that you pay the price. That's the yeah.
1: That was like the worst advice Lauren gave me. Well, I mean, he he, he was just like, you're gonna want to live in Manhattan. And I was so broke when I got the show that the only place I could afford, I had to borrow money from my parents to move to New York. I was like, yo, I got Saturday Night Live. Can I borrow like five thousand dollars to move to New York? Because they. <laughs> They didn't give me shit and yeah. you don't get, pay- you don't get paid till like the first episode and that you're there for like two months before that. Yeah. And, um, and so, and to move into my apartment, which was only nine, which was 1900 a month. It was uh, in alphabet City, it was uh, on Avenue D. Um, you have to do first last and then it was some other broker fee. And so yeah. it was like, seven thousand dollars the day i got there and i'm like i don't i don't have one thousand
0: (laughs) dollars wow man wow living in alphabet city and and this was the 2013 right around 2013
1: yeah that's but the the bad advice was one was like you're gonna want to be in manhattan and then every one of my friends lived in brooklyn that worked (laughs) on
0: the show I was like, oh, and they all worked on the show too, but they lived in Brooklyn. I see. Yeah, I, see. I was
1: like, "This yeah. is a total lie." I did not have to live in Manhattan. He just said I did,
0: and I uh, believed it. By the way, does everybody who's ever been associated with SNL have a Lorne imitation? Does everybody? You think? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's all a little more than it really is. It's right. more like it's like a little board down here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're from Iowa, uh, and how does a kid from Iowa get onto SNL? How did this happen? Tell me, tell me that little quick uh, journey.
1: Uh, a lot of steps. I actually made a made a pass through Chicago on my way out to L.A. Uh, so I, I grew up in this small town called Manchester and then I went to the University of Iowa and I always wanted to do stand up comedy. Um, but it was hard. I got a job at, at, a, at a comedy club called Penguins in Cedar Rapids. And then um, I penguins. got an intern. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Penguins. Uh, wow. This guy I ran a Jeff Johnson. I really appreciate it. It flooded in 2008. And um, I don't know if it's all the way back. But uh, it was a basement. It was great. It was very Zanies-esque, you know, like, like late 80s comedy. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. Really good for a comedy room. Yeah. Uh, so I ran the light there. And then um, I was getting a degree in biomedical engineering. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, it was a way to get out of Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, I just knew that I needed – I couldn't just, like, leave with nothing. I, I was like, if I have a degree and have, get a job in New York or L.A., that will help. Uh, Makes sense. So I was going to school just to get a degree to move to New York or LA. But I spent, um, when I was 20, I went to Kansas City for an internship in engineering. And then when I was 21, I came to Chicago and got an internship. And that's when I would go do Zany's Monday nights, uh, booked open mics. And those are always really, really fun. Uh, Then I got a job in Los Angeles doing, um, uh, working on um, prosthetic uh, heart valves. This is working for uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Wait a minute. Wait. So you go from doing Monday nights at Zany's to heart valves. Wow, man.
1: Well, I would go from doing heart valves to Monday nights at Zany's <laughs> to back to heart valves.
0: Oh, I see. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was moonlight. Like I was moonlighting as a biomedical engineer. Uh, <laughs> Did this? Infor- my-
0: Did this inform your material at all? Did this shit get into your material?
1: No, because it's so unrelatable.
0: Oh, I see. Um, yeah, th- sure.
1: Yeah, like it's just like. It's just weird. Uh, I would talk about being bad at work. That would make it into my material. But then I got a job. I found a job in um, Los Angeles. And I was yeah. like, I need to be in LA or New York if I really want to. Because when I came to Chicago, I was like, I'll take Second City. Mm-hmm. And I was so impatient that they're like, yeah, it's like a four-year program. And I was like, I don't got four fucking years. No way. Right. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. So uh, I was like, you guys are just stealing money from me. Um, <laughs> so I took like one class there and bounced and came out to LA and... Uh, with a job and then I worked out here for four years doing engineering every day and stand up every night and uh that led straight to Seth Meyers well me submitting for Saturday Night Live then being like that was weird no then Seth Meyers seen me do a stand-up set and then being like I like this guy and they're like you should see his tape it's really weird and then the combo of those two things led to Lauren coming to watch me do stand-up and after that I got the show
0: what was on the tape man it was so weird what was on the tape
1: well, I was just like, they, I, I mean, I didn't do well on Saturday Night Live at all. But I think
0: you did, dude. I think you did. I think you were hilarious well, on SNL. I my, do,
1: that's very nice. But my problem was like, I never told them, I, at no point did I ever show them that I could do impressions. Because my tape, you're supposed to do impressions. And I'm like, right. I don't, I don't know how to do impressions. So my tape was like, Hitler, if he was like... <laughs> liked troll dolls so if he like had a troll doll so like he's like setting up all these troll dolls before he gives one of his you know hate speeches he's like, so, just one second before I get into the hate I got to brush all the hair of the trolls and steals the jewel belly buttons uh, so that was my like that was my so they're used to getting like Owen Wilson and I'm like here's Hitler with troll dolls. <laughs> uh and also i also jake the snake roberts was another of my quote unquote celebrity impressions <laughs> um and gallagher was my other celebrity impression
0: oh so, man like, rest in rest no, in peace rest in peace man
1: yeah yeah uh, and gallagher. jake the Gala- yeah. jake jake the snake had gotten gallagher back into cocaine and they were just like The news came back. I remember working at my engineering job and like my agent, she said it was the most outside the box tape they've gotten in a long time. And I was so just like, I couldn't believe someone there watched it. That's, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it was such a far away place. Like it seemed impossible. Um, I like had given up on ever even doing SNL years before that uh but then i find out they watched this tape i made i couldn't believe that and i was literally on the show like three months later it was like very isn't that process.
0: that's crazy that's amazing man and then uh, did you have to what was the audition then because you got the tape and then you had to go in and audition the infamous audition with lauren and everybody in the
1: yeah room. yeah so like i was uh i was i'm a big fan of mulaney and i'm just like you know i have friends going in an audition, and these guys are incredible character guys uh so i was like I knew that Mulaney had just done stand up and I was like, look, I'll just do stand up. Yeah. Uh, so I just did stand up. I did four and a half minutes of stand up and then I did three really quick characters and I kind of d- took a dig at SNL. I was like, I'll do some characters because you guys think that shit's cute. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and they, the characters were. were- Oh, it was a shy bodybuilder, you know, like, so it's like a five second character, you know, it's a guy who yeah. flexes and then he's really embarrassed about it. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, it worked to where they hired me to be a writer. Mm. And so I moved there to be a writer. And then like oh, the day before the sh- first the, the the Friday before the show week of the first week, Lauren was like, we're just going to put you in the cast. I was like, Whoa. cool. That's wow. great wow yeah, and then he was like he's like you're gonna have to shave i had like a big beard and i was like ah, i don't know man uh, i don't think so and he was like a little i just remember he was like well no everybody if you need a beard we'll give it to you uh and he was like danny is the only one we let have a mustache and i'm like my man i'm fucking joking i'll pull my facial hair out this is a bit oh <laughs> right, right. like i don't think he's used to people being like nah i don't know but
0: right right yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's funny that he mentions that Ackroyd, because Ackroyd would do Nixon with a mustache and stuff, and it was always very weird. I, I Even as a kid, when I would watch it, I'd be like, Nixon doesn't have a mustache. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, was- Danny's
1: the only one we let have one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's an interesting way to get there, man. I mean, writer, and then suddenly... So when you moved to New York from, uh, you know, from borrowing money, at that point, you were just a writer. So when you first got that apartment in Alphabet City, you were just a writer on SNL, correct? Yeah, not being paid either.
1: Uh, right, it was another... Right. No, no, it was a weird thing. So they had me under, so they, it's a, it's a weird process. So they hired me to be at the least quote unquote, at the least a writer, which I was like, great. But you are in a holding deal with SNL. When you go and you test for them at New York, you sign this contract and until they release you, you can't take other jobs. Oh man. Yeah. So I'm under a performance holding deal, but I'm there as a writer that you write for three weeks. (laughs) Oh, man. So for the whole month, I'm there. I'm oh. under a holding deal and not being paid as a writer, oh, but man. doing writing. And then when they bumped me up to character, they just, I was like, can I get paid for writing? You know, cause I did write for three weeks and it is New York city. And yeah. they were like, you're lucky you're in the cast. Just be, just shut up. And I go, right. okay. Uh,
0: yeah. So that's that- what happened. It's that's 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 amazing, man. That is an amazing story. So it's interesting that I oh got all this. This is roller coaster kind of shit happening for you, like in a you know a, a couple of months time. That's crazy. I'd say like
1: three weeks. It all happened yeah. in three weeks.
0: Jesus, that's yeah. nuts. And then the guy who likes you, Seth Myers, he leaves halfway through your season. I what was ha- like,
1: fuck.
0: <laughs> what what ha- what was going on there? Now I knew obviously he was going to take over the late night gig. But uh, but what was that like for you? It's like, dude, dude, the 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 guy in my camp. The guy who's got my back is now gone. Yeah,
1: what happened? Well, no, I mean I don't know. Like uh, Seth, Seth and I became like good, better friends later. Yeah, um, but uh, but when he left and uh, Jost became the head writer, and Jost is I was, I I got along with Jost great, um, and I never really talked to Seth. Seth was you know he was it was he was you know scary. Jost wasn't head writer yet, so I was like, yeah. oh cool, now my friend is the head writer but like um <laughs> joe you know is a great he's the fucking man i love yeah. that guy so much absolutely um but i don't think he had the like pushback that seth would have had to be like no we're going to give brooks another season gotcha. so i think that's kind of cuz yeah it was a
0: little bit of that it's funny that you know like you you were on season 39 which is 2013 to 14 i want to talk about
1: everyone's everyone's favorite season <laughs> With, <laughs>
0: Well, there was stuff in there that I that I really loved, and there were other cast members that you had um, that you worked with that I think are kind of underappreciated. Like I also think that I think you were underappreciated, um, and I definitely think that Noel Wells was underappreciated while she was on the show.
1: Yeah, um, Noel could have Noel would have crushed it if they they stuck with her. Noel was built for that show. She's I, so funny.
0: She's so hilarious. And it wasn't until the the um, oh man uh, the uh, uh, the the thing she did on Netflix. Uh, why am I blanking on the goddamn name of it? Uh, she's done a uh, bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, she's great, and 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 then and then like and I remember there was like some sort of controversy that season about not having there was a, when um Carrie Washington hosted um one of the opening bits was it the opening was it the cold open where they had her go and change into costume because they had no African American cast yeah, members. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. I like <laughs> I was so in my own world, and that's you're. I was so like I did not know that like uh. SNL that year was like, they gotten some shit for they not having any African-American, um, female character, female performers. And Lauren kind of shot himself in the foot. I don't know. I mean, this is fine. Who cares? Was he going to fire me again? But like, <laughs> he hired six white people and didn't really think about it until you threw us all out there. And it's like, we all, to me, it was like, we all looked sure at glance the same, but comedically there's not anything in common with the six people that he hired. Like right. Kyle, me, O'Brien, Beck, Milheiser, and Noel. Comedically, not the same people. Gotcha. Uh, so that's yeah. how I was looking. I was like, well, I don't do what they do. They don't do what I do. But if you just throw it up there and everyone's like, you hired six of the same actor. And I'm like, well, but he didn't. That hurts my feelings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't do it. Of yep. course I'm going to say yes to this. <laughs> Of course,
0: but I mean, all they they had they had well they you know they had Keenan who was you know been there for seventy three years now uh, who is awesome, and they, the had they, had, they had Jay they had Jay Farrell. and that was it. And then halfway through the season, they hired Sashir Zemeida. who um, rules, yeah, who, amazing. Um, but like that that episode where Kerry Washington came in and and did that 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 was one of my favorite. That actually that episode was incredibly strong. That whole episode was great. She was terrific. They did a lot of great stuff. And at that point, didn't you, were you one of the McConaughey's in that? uh...
1: I think, yeah, I think, I think I hated that episode because I think that's the only sketch I was in. Oh, okay. Well, I
0: understand where you would hate it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, you're like, people are like, how was he as a host or she as a host? And it's only, I only think about my own personal experience that week. So if I had a good sketch, I'm like, yeah, that guy, yeah, Edward Norton freaking rocks. Okay, well,
0: speaking of which, let me do this really quickly. Give it a listen to this. I just want to hear this.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I never thought I would say this, but I love these possums. Uh, Now, look, look, look what? One of them is sticking out his little paw in friendship. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Possum, I accept you as a brother. (laughs) wait
0: now what is that in his paw oh god he's got a knife oh my god it was a trap <laughs> so all right so that's critter control which i love man yep. uh so tell oh, me about thank you tell me about that sketch you mentioned edward, edward dorton obviously that was a great episode for you that that sketch killed i think tell me a little bit about how it that did
1: went. uh well also that dude i thought like i came out feeling good because the third episode I did a weekend update about my tattoos and the fourth episode I do Critter Control and I'm like I'm set like I'm good at the show and then I honestly don't think I got a sketch on for like 12 weeks and I it was so lonely oh, man. but um but uh Critter Control is great um I wrote it with Zach Cannon and Tim Robinson who are the two guys who now make I Think You Should Leave with Tim yep. Robinson on Netflix yep. So um,
0: Tim Robinson, another guy who was undervalued uh, on SNL,
1: uh, which is uh, proven yeah. by one million percent with his show, his literal yep. sketch show filled with sketches that were turned down by SNL. Yep, absolutely, uh, yeah, man.
0: absolutely, yep,
1: yeah. Tim's the man. Uh, so that was just like I just wrote that with those guys, and it was always just about like um, a meeting where you know they're trying to have a meeting while crazy things go on around them. And I'm so dumb and like I was twenty-six when I got it and I was stubborn that I did I wasn't thinking right. And like t- Tim and Zach were like towards the end of the season, they're like, we should do another critter control for you. And I had not done enough on the show to feel like I warranted like another character. So I was like, no, I need to prove I can do other characters. Ooh, yeah. So which is which like if you That's all Lauren fucking wants is re reoccurring characters. You know what I mean? And I was really dumb of me to say, no, like, let's not do that again. Yeah. I was like, maybe, maybe next year. And they're like, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Next year.
0: Okay. Pitching that to Edward Norton. What's that like? Uh, Was he game? I'm clearly he was game. He was, you know, he was hilarious in the sketch. Yeah. He
1: loved it. You don't pitch it to him. It all gets read at a table read. Yeah. Uh, And that's the first time he hears it. It kills. He liked it because he got to play a real psycho. Which I learned, like, if you write, if you let the the host be a maniac, they love it. You know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. that's what they want to do. Um, he loved it. I actually, like, I don't know if you, but, like, I saw, I would see him around New York a little bit. And it was always pretty cool to be like, hey, Ed. And he's like, hey, Brooks. And I'm like, yeah, that's just my bud. Because we were, like, you know, in a fucking vent for a while together. <laughs> <Right>. But um, <laughs> I remember the next year, I was really pissed I'd been fired. Uh And I got a call, I don't know from who, and they were like, yo, so Ed Norton's friends with Woody Harrelson, and he came in, Woody Harrelson's hosting, and he said, let's do Critter Control with Brooks, uh, and I'll come back. And they were like, we fired Brooks. And he was like, they said Edward Norton was like, pissed at him. I was like, yeah, that made me feel feel good that he was like, wait, what? That guy was great. And I was like, thanks, Ed. I love that dude. So yeah, he's, I, I like him. He hit my back.
0: That's great, man. That's a great story. Edward Norton uh, uh, was pissed but, that but you then, got fired. Yeah,
1: but then they were like, "Can we do Critter Control again?" He does want to do it again, and I was like, "Fuck you, no." <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's your bit. Now you mentioned that you don't do uh, impressions, but it didn't stop you from doing Rand Paul and Jared Leto and Harry Styles and Kid Rock. Uh, yeah, the- <laughs> you could, I, I bet I had
1: like one. I I think I but like Rand Paul was just like, "Let's party and." Uh, <laughs> kid rock was like how's it going and uh harry styles i remember they were like brooks can you can you do an english accent and i was like well of course i can and they were like take his lines he doesn't get a lot so they actually took my lines away and I i didn't even
0: do a voice so you were just visual harry styles you didn't say anything yep just popped out Oh man, that is chewed gum.
1: That's how I fixed it. I just chewed a lot of gum.
0: So your hairy stud, you had a wig. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, a wig uh, and and, and some gum. A wig and some gum. I looked pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, I will say this though: your headshot that they used at the beginning of the credits, at the the, you looked like you were about twenty years older than you really were at the time.
1: Doesn't it? I hated that shit. (laughs) That was a that was a big bummer. It also made me look like a douchebag. You know, they like tried to fucking they tried to like hunk me up and i'm you like oh i don't i don't want to like that if i saw that guy and then you told me he's funny i'd be like no he's not that guy sucks <laughs> like i remember everybody like they just started playing it right before the like you know the first time hey you know don pardo's like yelling your voice yeah, yeah. and every like you know i'm with all the other new guys and they we're, were stoked you know they're like hey there it is there it is and then like because you see it for the first time with the with the um uh the fucking what, I don't even, the dress rehearsal. Right. And all that I remember thinking was, I was so bummed. I was like, that's the photo? Because nobody runs it by you. Right. I was just like, ugh, I'm so embarrassed by that photo. Yeah. So that was what it was like. I was just like, shit, yeah. I'm that
0: guy. It is, it is though, cool. It's got to be cool to hear Don Pardo say your name, though, man. I mean, that's got to be amazing, right?
1: Yeah, I could give a shit, though. You saw the photo. I was more concerned <laughs> with looking like a douchebag.
0: All right. So what was if you can describe, you know, uh, your experience, at least uh, about the the, the infamous production week, the week that starts on Monday, um, you know, where you go in and everything is pitched and then you meet the guest and then you write and you're up till four o'clock in the morning and you don't sleep and you're there and it goes into dress and all that. What's that week like from your perspective? What are your memories about the weeks leading up to the actual live show?
1: Well, like it's either, it's either so fun or so sad because Mm -hmm. for me, uh, because I was either in the show, like with the sketch, like if I was in the show, it was because I wrote the sketch. Mm -hmm. Like there were, there was way too many cast members. So like, I just was, you know, it's not anybody's fault, but the only way I was getting on is if I got my own sketch on. And so if I didn't get a sketch on I'm like not really in the show, you know, I'm that Harry, I'm the Harry Styles who doesn't have a line and your week is so boring and everyone around you is so busy and it's, everyone's just working so hard and you have nothing to fucking do and it is miserable. Yeah. Um, but on the weeks I would have a sketch going, it's so exciting. You're so busy. You're slammed. You're doing rewrites. You're running all over the place. And so it's either like the show is either the highest high or the lowest low. There's like no fucking middle ground at yeah. all, at yeah. least for me. Maybe I actually was out with <clears throat> Kyle Mooney the other day and I asked him, he did, I think nine seasons. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, when did you feel safe? And he was like, maybe halfway through my ninth season. Wow. It's like, just, you just never feel comfortable. You know what I mean? But like, it's, it's really when it's working, it's working. It's just like so fun. And when it's not working, it like I cried in the bathroom a lot, which I have never done anywhere else.
0: Well, tell me, tell but, me about what what you cried like you seriously, you're not fucking around. You actually did cry in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like four times this happened. Okay. Um, where I had a sketch that was gonna close the show. It's gonna it made it through dress. It made it through all the things. It's a sketch I wrote. I'm very funny in it. We're going to do it. It's going to close the show. It's the only thing I'm in, but it's fine. And four fucking times they ran long and they would cut. They'd be like, your sketch got cut while I'm wearing a wig. Like there's oh. like multiple like good nights where I'm dressed like I'm dressed like a Southern gentleman. And you're like, what's that from? I'm like, it's from my sketch that got cut. Oh. Uh, so those were like heart wrenching um, because, you know, I worked, you work like 90 to hundred hours. And according to the whole world, you suck and aren't funny and weren't a part of the show. And you're like, no, it's because somebody did something dumb in the crowd. It, yeah. So yeah. The, those are the moments that were like the most gut wrenching is when that's you would have brutal. to like peel brutal. your wig, peel your wig oh, off that's to soft. go, to go wave good nights. Yeah.
0: Is it, is, is, did the sketch ever get on?
1: No. And that's the oh, other geez. thing. Each time, each time they'd be like, we'll get it on later. And then uh, I'd bring it up and they're like, what was that sketch? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking oh, about? Man. There was there was another one I wrote with Tim and Zach that was so funny. It was going to close the um, uh, Christmas episode, which is great. I was so excited to get this sketch on. It was the only non-Christmas sketch. And it was going to be the final. It was like Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake hosting. Yeah, And um, it was this idea. It was me and Jimmy Fallon. It was the part of King Kong, the movie. Where they uh, pitch bringing him to Broadway because in the movie they just catch right, him and then he's right, on right, Broadway. Right, 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 right. So it was me and Jim, me and Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, and I'm in a neck brace because Kong has been raping me. Um, yeah, and Jimmy Fallon uh, is it, him and I are romantically. You find out slowly we're romantically involved twin brothers who refuse to play theater politics, uh, and it's like truly would have like it would have fucking it would have destroyed. It would have been like the greatest thing ever. And, um, I remember Jimmy, cause there was like, it was going to go in and then this other sketch wasn't going to go in, which was, uh, Cecily and Jimmy doing like, baby it's cold outside where that's kind of like a rapey thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I remember Justin Timberlake was like, Oh man, you got to put in, The baby, it's cold outside. I'm like, Justin, shut the fuck up. Because you know what goes? (laughs) If that goes, Kong's out. If fucking that, then. And they went with that, which ultimately, I think everybody liked that sketch, but I I really don't like Justin Timberlake now.
0: I don't like Man that Kong thing sounds great. Now now the stuff that, that cuz that sounds like kind of an insane sketch. So clearly was it relegated to 1250 from the get from the get-go? It was like, "Okay, that's a 1250 sketch" cuz it was so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, all this shit I was like critter Yeah, you control, were like yeah. critter control got bumped big. Critter control was the 1250 sketch and it crushed so hard that they moved it up. Like everything uh, uh, I wrote was the 12. That's okay, why all my yeah. shit was getting cut for time is cuz I'm writing the fucking stuff yeah. that is yeah. going to get cut for time.
0: Well, it's funny because like my, the first episode. This is only my fourth episode of this podcast, and it's all it's and the the, the title of the podcast, in case you don't know, is uh, that show hasn't been funny in years. An SNL podcast. And
1: oh, and, really? This is yeah. an SNL podcast,
0: dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought
1: that this was. I thought that this was just promoting Zany's. Show. Oh, we are
0: going to promote Zany's. No, we are oh. clearly. Trust me. Trust me. Oh. Zany's in been... Old Town, February second through the fourth. Thursday at eight, Friday and Saturday at nine and nine five at seven and nine fifteen, three one two, three three seven uh four zero two seven but yeah no I have two podcasts one is just a general podcast and this one is an SNL podcast
1: okay I maybe would have been a little looser with my lips oh no no no
0: well no 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 this is not like no no I'm sorry man Uh, this is
1: (laughs) well I mean I'm not I'm not saying anything that's crazy but I'm also like I don't know like Lauren had my back recently when I was trying to like sell a show to Fox and I'm like respect that guy so yeah He's not. He's, he knows what he's doing.
0: No, of course he does. I mean, he's had a show running for almost 50 years, so yeah. But he also clue. fired
1: me, so I, I do have beef with him. <laughs> but the
0: 1250 sketch, the very first episode I did of this podcast, uh, Brooks was entirely dedicated. The entire 40, 45-minute episode was entirely dedicated to the potato chip sketch. Uh, the 1250 sketch with, um, uh, with Will Forte, Jason Sudeikis, and Blake Lively. Uh, the potato chip sketch, which is one of the weirdest sketches in the history of SNL.
1: Yeah, and I've never I thought, seen it.
0: I thought, Well, you should check it out. It's one of the nah, weirdest. I doubt it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I haven't, well, like, there's this, I just can't watch that show anymore, PTSD wise. But uh, also, like, the 10 years before you get on, you're no longer watching it. You know what I mean? So, like, right. I, for me, I stopped watching SNL, like, when Farrell was there. You know what I mean? And I gotcha. like so I missed, like, that whole crew before me because I was doing my own thing. But go ahead about the potato chip sketch.
0: No, but the potato chip sketch is insane. And it, it is clear, clearly one of the weirdest things that's ever been on SNL. And it's a 1250 sketch. And so I wanted to let people know how deep a dive that I would go into sometimes on SNL and be critical of it and analyze it. So I said, right out of the gate, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to talk about, for 45 minutes, I'm just going to talk about this one weird fucking 1250 sketch. Just to let people know that that's how deep I'm going to go. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think they call it the I think they call it the five to one sketch.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: to be, at, at SNL because it's five minutes to one is when it's right. On.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, either way, but that but that's how that's how insane I am about uh, about SNL. Um, I do want to oh, mention cool. I, I do want to mention this though. Uh, the you mentioned the tattoo thing that you did on on update. That is one of my favorite update segments ever. Uh, oh, thanks. Um I, it's not only funny but it's also really self-deprecating and really revealing about you. Um was that something that you did in your stand up that you brought to SNL?
1: Yeah, I auditioned with No, I don't know if that got into my audition. I actually didn't audition with that, but some the producer Lindsay Shukas, who who is a cool producer, she had seen me do it before and I remember after my audition she was like, "Why didn't you do the fucking tattoo thing? Like what are you thinking?" And I was like, "I don't know, you guys only gave me 5 minutes." Um so, like, I picked wrong, but I guess it, it ended up making it on, which was
0: cool. And that was the sketch that really – that was how how early into the run was that for you? What show was that?
1: That was the third episode. That was awesome. That was so – like, I, it, after that, I felt like I was like, okay, cool, I'm on the show.
0: And that was the one – that was the episode. That was – because I've watched every episode, Brooks, since 1975. I'm not kidding. Since the very first episode. That's and, cool. And, and when I watched it, I remember – specifically after that bit you did on weekend update, I was like, I fucking like this guy. And that yeah. was, that's how that's- I felt. I was like, I, I like this guy. And then every time I saw you, whether it be in a little thing or in the background, I was always watching you. And it was because of that bit that you did on update where immediately, I liked you. Well, and, that's and- so
1: nice. Yeah. Like i I really felt like after that, what the thing that bummed me out the most was like, I was like, just let me on update. Like, guys, when I, cause I only got to do two updates, but I'm like, I like put me on update. I do stand up. Let me do update. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, and especially after they went so well, you know, and then I'm like, cool, let's do that again. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't know. That went great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was the Bruce Willis episode was the was that that one and then you did yeah. it again with, when anna Kendrick was the host you did the uh, the the, uh, the 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 drunken thing the, the, Oh, the, the, the butter down the pants the butter down yeah. the pants thing, yeah. which was very funny i loved those things and i'm 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 now i'm pissed at them that they didn't let you do that more often i don't know
1: oh i wrote 20 uh, you you can write two updates a week because you can write one for the table on wednesday which is a table read and if that doesn't go you have another shot cuz update doesn't get finalized till saturday morning So I would write two updates every week. So I wrote, you know, like forty
0: updates, and two got on, which was annoying. That is annoying. That is annoying. Uh, Do you remember other now? Other were there other hosts that you had a good time with? That even if you weren't on the show that much, were there memorable stories that you had about the host? Because you had a lot of great hosts during that season.
1: Um, I mostly remember the musicians. The music was the coolest part to me. Uh, We had a killer, killer season of music. It was like Arcade Fire was the first. First band and they were my favorite band in the world at the time kings of leon came through and those guys like are now my friends because i wrote the, they they played duck dynasty in a sketch i wrote they, right those guys those guys are really cool right right uh the black i would write sketches for the bands just to go meet the bands
0: cool man.
1: um yeah <laughs> so i wrote like a black keys sketch that didn't get on and i went down to them i was like they don't play, they wouldn't do this and it was just like a reason for me to meet those guys
0: cool man yeah uh, that's cool. that's very cool <laughs> yeah
1: like and then even the people you don't people you don't give a shit about uh you're like wow they're awesome like one direction came through Mm -hmm. and I was like these guys rock the only two bands I was like I'm not even getting up to go watch them were Coldplay and Katy Perry I was like I couldn't you can't I you can't get me down there to watch that
0: that's fantastic I was just it's funny because like Jimmy Kimmel just celebrated his 20th anniversary and they had the big special and mm-hmm. I watched it, and the big musical guest was Coldplay. And I literally was like, "Those fucking guys are still a thing." Like I,
1: <laughs> Dude, that Coldplay, that Coldplay dork. He he fucked me on another thing. He like prolonged. Andrew Garfield was hosting, yeah, and he was really cool. I really like him. You get along with like people your age that come through. You know what I gotcha. mean? Yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah. pretty pretty similar in age. Yeah, uh, and um, we had a sketch that was going where it was me and Keenan hosting a barbecue show or some shit. And uh, it went long because that Coldplay dork, uh, like, ad-libbed making out with Andrew Garfield. And, like, everyone applauded for, like, two minutes because it was two guys kissing. And that's, I guess, funny. Like, and I don't know. I was just like, this idiot. So I got beef with Chris Martin and Justin Timberlake. And everyone else was cool.
0: (laughs) I love that he's just, let's not even call him Chris Martin. He's now forever going to be called Coldplay dork. That's the way yeah. I'm going to refer to him.
1: He ruined my he ruined my uh, barbecue <laughs> sketch.
0: <laughs> now let me ask you this: This is a sketch, one of my favorites, one of my favorite sketches of that season, and what, it actually turned out to be one of my favorite sketches ever. Was when Josh Hutcherson, Josh uh, Hutcherson uh, hosted, and it was the the sketch that involved the outfield song, uh, the Josie's on a vacation, um, which is one of my favorite sketches. Ever. <laughs> Do you have any memories of that episode at all?
1: Yeah, people hated that sketch inside. Like, <laughs> did uh, they really? Because it's, it's, it's fucking. I it's hate stupid. to tell you, it's stupid. It's a, yeah, it's also hack. There's yeah. no jokes.
0: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. so like I remember like a faction of the writing being like, we write for a baby show. Like if and because and this isn't a dig on you, but it that that sketch hit so hard. Everyone loved it so much. It made the writers angry. Because it was such an easy sketch to write. I gotcha.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. So that's
1: all I remember. I remember him being really, really nice. Um, I do remember I was in an update that got cut after Dress, which really hurt. That sucked, so I was pissed. And I do remember at the after party, Haim, the band, kept singing everybody's karaoke songs. And I did not think that was cool. I was like, I want to sing my song not oh, you guys
0: i see so Haim took over karaoke well I,
1: maybe maybe they did and i think i was just in a sour mood they were all very nice and <laughs> we're in i also think i was just jealous that they did better in that episode than i did because they're in that sketch and they, they do a great job yeah they yeah. are
0: well i understand look i'm not i'm not saying and and i'd be the first to admit brooks uh that yes that that it it, it didn't take a lot of intelligence to lip sync to an outfield song you know that is, you know, that there's a certain there's a certain group of people who were an eight, were a certain age. And I was in my early 20s when that song hit. So as soon and that song is hilarious. As, so as soon as they lip sync the song, it made me laugh. So no, uh, you're,
1: and you're not wrong. You're you're with every everyone loved
0: it. And that's yeah. just what upset the writings. I understand. I, t- and I totally understand why I would have, what upset them. Let me ask you this. You mentioned Good Nights. Uh, uh I once interviewed Molly Shannon uh, and Molly Shannon said to me, you always watch the Good Nights. No matter what happens, if the show is terrible, it doesn't matter, always watch The Good Nights. And she said that to me a long time ago. And even before she said that to me, I always watch The Good Nights. What happens on stage, at least your personal experience, what happens on stage during Good Nights, other than you being pissed that you're wearing a wig that no one knows why? You're wearing a costume that no one knows well, why. Well,
1: I never why. felt... I always, like, I don't know. I guess I just had a little... Um, I was, you know, insecure that I, like, was barely on the show. So, like, who... I would never was never the cast member to go front and center and wave goodbye. Yeah, Cause I didn't right. feel like I, I have like this real, like you have to earn that spot. So I would just be kind of hanging out in the back corner. Um, and, uh, you know, mumbling something to Keenan or O'Brien. Um, mm-hmm. I remember one time I was so in my own head during the whole episode, uh, stand next to a dude. I was like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> what What's happening? Who's this guy? Is this, big black dude wearing smoking a cigar wearing a glove and i was like who's this guy and keenan goes that's r kelly stay the fuck away from him like he's a bad guy um that's how like in my head i was at the show i don't even know r kelly's on the show you know what i mean
0: i I think that sums it all up man i think that sums it all up like who the fuck is this guy and it's r it's r kelly and wow. Keenan's the
1: one telling me, he's like, get away from him. He's bad news.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Hey, I want to mention, um, I want to talk about your standup, obviously, because you've got a gig right here. In oh, town yeah. Well, also, that's Zane.
1: my that's my professional job. Yeah, yes. Stand-up.
0: Yes. But I do want to mention uh, another TV thing you did. I fucking, and I watch Ridiculousness, well, on a regular basis, okay? And, I mean, you can't I mean,
1: watch. You can't watch all of them. There's so many.
0: It's. It, I mean, obviously, if you, you turn on NTV, it's all ridiculous. All, all ridiculous all day long. And yeah, it's Rob fine. D- and- Rob
1: Deerdeck is Rob Deerdeck is like truly a sweet special dude. I really like that guy. He's like he let me skate the Fantasy Factory after I did Ridiculousness. It was
0: awesome. Oh, that must be must have been really cool. But your episode, dude, you were great. You were gold on that show. And I, it's one of my it's th- one th- of my favorite episodes of Ridiculousness of all time. What's it like to shoot that? How laid back? How much pot is smoked? All that stuff.
1: Um. Well, I don't smoke weed, but I will say I did Ridiculousness and the show at midnight on the same day. Oh, no, you did on the same day? (laughs) Yeah, because I was living in New York, and I was just visiting LA. And I, at midnight, was just so much, so lame, and just so uptight, and so many puns, and I had a miserable time. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, for ridiculousness, they were just like, hey, man, we brought you here to do your thing. And that's what I love being told. And it was like, I had so much fun. I loved it. Just riffing the whole time. Yeah. And I I just like had a freaking blast doing it. And Eric Andre was the other guy. They were (laughs) taking two back to back. And he's my my friend that I've known forever. So it was like fun having a buddy there. And we were just like, I think we might've had some beers in the back.
0: Sure, man. Nothing, Nothing weird. Yeah. And was that was that was this the Eric Andre episode where he actually pulls his pants off and starts walking around with his dick hanging out? Was that the episode that he did that? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less of Eric Andre. <laughs> 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 I'd have been disappointed if he didn't take his pants off. That would have been uh, yeah. Exactly. So, but but that's but it anyway. And that came through on that episode of Ridiculousness. The fact that you had fun. I mean, you could just feel it watching. It's one its one of my favorite. Of the 9,000 episodes of Ridiculousness, it's absolutely one of my favorites. Without That's way. nice,
1: too. Because they're like, you can watch the sketches before if you want. And I'm like, no way, man. I want to, like, you want me to pre-write these jokes? Like, yeah. the whole idea of this is, like, you watch someone die. And then you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like so it was just like, wh- yeah. Like, I didn't watch any of this. The... Uh, Things they made, and then they 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 ask you a few questions, and they write some stuff for you to make it more personal, and then just like it's great, it's yeah. it, it was a really fun show. Um, I actually had a job before SNL. My first TV job was going to be a Rob Deerdeck production, and then like when I was in that meeting, that's when I got a call that was like, "Hey, yo, a, actually, never mind, you're going to go do SNL." So like I, and then Rob was like, "Can you do both?" and I was asked my uh agent I was like can I do both and she's like do not ask SNL if you can do two shows oh, right now yeah, he, yeah, yeah she's yeah. like and now yeah. I'm like I should have done two shows I should have yeah. done the other show <laughs> um it was <laughs> well, called this is a sh- it was a show called Snackdown it was only one season it was on MTV but I just really liked Rob
0: yeah, well, it, 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 that one episode of uh, ridiculousness is fantastic. It's uh, it is it's absolutely one of my favorites. Thanks, hey, I, man. Yeah. B- before we jump into the into uh, stand up and how long you've been doing that and stuff like that, I want to talk about really quickly uh, entry level. Um, to, uh, uh, tell everyone about this about the idea that this podcast because this is like the most universally uh, everybody has a story. Uh, uh, th- I mean, this is everybody's had a job that they hated um and that's kind of what this podcast is about is entry level.
1: Oh yeah. So podcast is just I've I'm at 241 episodes I've interviewed if there's a if you like comedy I've interviewed somebody you've liked I've interviewed I don't know how many people have been on SNL. Um but it's about all the jobs that people had before they could be a professional comedian, musician, uh rock star, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um and it just came from the idea of like I had so many jobs. I hate it. Like I worked at Papa John's. I were, I gave tours in a cave. I worked construction. Uh, I was a biomedical engineer. Like I washed cars. So I was just like, you know, everyone, I feel like if you're a good storyteller, you have a good, you know, it's 45 minutes of people telling the worst experiences of their lives. It's really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and everybody's had those shitty jobs, man. And, and yeah, uh, it's, and, 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 even people, it's, it's fun to know that people who are successful now had to put up with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the
1: and right then you part. get a, I get a little annoyed every once in a while when I have somebody on and they're like, I didn't really have to work in high school. And I'm like, ah, I
0: fucking knew I never really liked you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My first job, McDonald's man. That was my first job. Yeah. 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 I
1: mean, and I'm sure you have some fun stories about McDonald's. Yeah. And they, like they, some weird shit probably happened.
0: Yeah, some very strange shit. I mean, hey, uh, I was sleeping with my 22 year old manager who had a four year old kid. So that was uh, that was interesting. And I was 16. So that was fun. Uh, I mean, that's, but... <laughs> that's illegal. Yes, it is. <laughs> that was rape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like King Kong, man. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, yeah, so... yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, were, we were both being raped.
0: Yeah. Except I was with her for three years. I don't know how the hell it happened. You know, it was just. Oh, a,
1: was that's a, very... a classic statue turned into legal. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's how I like to look at it. It, it, mm-hmm. it didn't affect my future relationships at all, Brooks. I'm twice divorced. No worries. Uh, oh, so goodness anyway. gracious! <laughs> the stand up. Now that's your first. That's like your first love. That's what you go back to, and that's what you're doing now. That's your job. Do you love it, man? Do you love the traveling? And uh, and how often do you, do you do you write? And tell me a little bit about what you love about stand up and how you do it.
1: Um. Well, I love I love doing stand up. More than anything, because it's the only thing in uh, entertainment that you're in control of. Like, I just spent two years developing the show for Fox uh, with Tim Heidecker playing my older brother. Hmm. And, um, yeah, Tim Robinson, we were trying to get to play my middle brother. and We were trying to get Kevin Bacon to play our dad. And we were getting Carrie Kenny Silver trying to get her to play my mom. And we did a table read with all these people, and it was incredible and it looked like it was going to go and that was like great awesome i have a tv show on fox you know whatever and then that that just went away and with no excuse or reason they're like we wish we could do it it's just you know we can't and i'm like well yes you can you're in charge um so it just feels very like that process the saturday night live process mm-hmm. uh i've been an actor on those did go for it. those processes are all like, out of your hands you know what i mean right um but stand-up is up to you and that's why i love it you know what i mean like if i have a bad set it's my fault if i have a great set it's because i did well you know what i mean i can't be like well i did great but you know it didn't test well in vegas so whatever you know what i mean like it's just so um it's what i'm best at and it's just what i'm most comfortable doing yeah i fucking love it
0: well, you're great at it, man. You're you're uh, you're you're hilarious and your shit is funny as hell and uh and you're really you're you're a great stand-up, man. And I and I thought you did I thought you did great on season 39, dude. I'm not bullshitting you. I thought you did a great job. And like I'm saying, after the tattoo thing you did on update, I'm like, I'm going to watch this guy. I fucking like this guy and I was pissed when they fired your ass.
1: Oh, uh, that's that's very nice. Yeah. I had like I feel like if you looked at the show from internally, I did well cuz I got like 10 sketches through dress uh which is pretty good for a first year dude Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. but four of those got cut for time so i only got six sketches on the whole that season but but i i was like no i did as good i i couldn't have done anything different i don't think honestly um maybe not shot my mouth off a little too much early about how i've never written sketches before um (laughs) that, that was like how i introduced myself to uh Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider who ended up coming had writers and wonderful yeah. people. But I was like, you guys want to go get lunch? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. I've never written a sketch before. <laughs> like that was like how I introduced myself to these like amazing sketch writers who worked their whole lives <laughs> right. to get there. And they're like, this fucking guy magooed himself into our same position. Like, that's like the one thing I'm like, I shouldn't have said that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, you know, I think he did a great job. And also, man, as you mentioned, there were 18 cast members that season. 18. So the fact that you even got more than three sketches on, I think is pretty fucking amazing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, yeah. it was, uh, so. it was. I feel it's it, it was a decade ago, man. It's weird yeah. how, like. It's, it was a decade ago, but I still remember it so fucking like it's yeah. crazy how much you remember because like my friend all my friends are there for a long time Um, and they remember, you know, like every sketch because it's just it's so intense that it's yeah. really burned into you. Yeah, everybody who uh, I've
0: ever talked to who's worked on SNL. The word intense really pops into it, man. Uh, and yeah, uh, and and no other show is structured like that. You don't walk in any any other place in the world. You don't walk in on a Monday and have to do 90 minutes live on a Saturday. That's just no, no No other place in the world you do that.
1: Yeah, like I was like a, a, a lead on this ABC pilot that didn't go. Yeah. Um, and it paid so much money and it was like, you know, it was way bigger. Pro- it would have helped my career so much more than being like, you know, a featured whatever on SNL. I don't even remember, this, and this was like 2016, I don't even remember the name of that character. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like, that, like yeah, yeah, SNL yeah. is just so fucking laser burned into your brain after yeah. you do it like the yeah. other in ways that nothing else ever really are I, I, if, as far as i've come to realize it and yeah. i guess i'm just trying to like rationalize why i remember everything yeah. so well because i'm well, like it's, it's embarrassing i remember all those
0: it, it, i don't know it, it makes sense though man and it's and and that's very insightful shit man that's exactly why i that's exactly why i love talking about snl is stories like that that's you know it's it's an it's a unique experience that no other performer will ever have I mean that's it, and you've got that under your belt. You only did one season, but you'll always have that. I don't know. I think that's a big, that's a big, it's a big fucking deal. I think I do, man. Sure,
1: yeah, no, you're being very nice. I'm just like you, you know, you always want to do well on whatever job you have. Exactly. But uh, I get it. I get it. You're cool, and you like SNL. Uh, I would, I would have liked it more had I done, had I gotten uh, to do more. It would have been. I more understand, fun. and I understand, yep. and okay, very cool. But, but I don't you know want to come you across can... as I don't want to come across as bitter. Is all I'm saying. You're not, like, man. I, you're not. You're yeah. not
0: at all. You're not at all, man. You're, you're telling stories that are fucking great and, and, and hilarious and interesting and insightful, and all of it is gold, as far as I'm concerned, man. And now you're okay. doing your own thing, man. You're your own boss, and you're fucking doing your stand-up at Zanies, which is one of the best rooms to do stand-up in the world. Um, and, uh, Absolutely. Feb- February 2nd through the 4th, Thursday night at 8 o'clock, Friday 7 and 9.15. Saturday 7 and nine fifteen, two two shows on the weekends. chicago.zanies.com 312-337-4027. Uh, and it's a great room, and you're gonna do uh, you're gonna do your you, do some great stuff. And I think I'm gonna come yeah. out and see you on. Uh, I think I'm gonna come out and see you on Friday. I think I'm gonna come. Sounds good, here. yeah.
1: And if you listen to this, I won't fucking mention SNL on stage, so don't worry, it's not <laughs> none of this. <laughs> right. And if you're listening to this later, I'm going on a tour. I'm gonna be in Irvine, Bozeman, Dallas, Dayton, Houston, Des Moines, and San Diego after that. So website website
0: tell shows. everybody where the website is. They can follow your tour and all that shit. You got a website?
1: Yeah, brookswe. Yeah, we- yeah dot com.
0: BrooksWheeland.com, all the information is there the tour it kicks off here in Chicago at Zany's. Brooks man thank you so much for for the stories on SNL and for everything and uh uh really great great stuff and uh, and I can't wait to see you and maybe I can we can uh, we can uh, we can hook up and talk afterwards uh, on uh,
1: Yeah on- let's go have a beer at Old Town L House I was you got just it, like I was right. just in Chicago with with uh, opening for freaking uh, John Oliver, and we got we went to Old Town. We did a yeah. spot at Zany's and went to Old Town. Had the best
0: time. You can't you can't top Old Town Ale House. I've spent many a night there till four o'clock in the morning when they said we're out of liquor. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's one of those nights. So it's all right, weird Brooks, that creeps up. It does. All right, Brooks. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the time. Later, skater. And that wraps up another episode of that show hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to thank uh, you for being a part of it. I want to thank Brooks Whelan for a fantastic interview and here on episode four. Uh, Hey, if you would like to leave a voicemail with suggestions or comments or any kind of uh, requests, 773-417-6948. You can email me as well. Uh, podcast at gmail.com those phone numbers and that email address uh, work for this podcast and my other podcast the nick d podcast as well so please uh we want to hear from you my thanks to ed and everybody at radio misfits and to jason skaggs who is the one and only who composed the opening theme and this closing theme to the show my thanks to jason skaggs and my thanks to uh, everyone Please take the time to rate and review us on every platform and give us feedback at radiomisfits.com. We'll see you for episode five. That show hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. I'm Nick DiGiulio. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow.